It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Are you happy now? You should be. The Celtics blew out the Lakers. Jalen Brown dunked on LeBron James, and Grant Williams had the most awesome technical foul ever. I'm talking about it right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Millies, let's go! Rainy Jays back with the vengeance. Back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. <laughs> this is the truth like 34. Yeah. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. Crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty. The content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global, but it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's is the best way. Melly. Every problem is fixed as the Boston Celtics beat the L.A. Lakers and LeBron James 139-107. to 139-107. to That's going to do wonders for the Celtics' offensive and defensive ratings and wonders for the collective psyches of Boston Celtics fans everywhere. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for MassLive.com. I was there in the locker room afterwards at this game. Playoff atmosphere. Wild night. Uh, So much to talk about here. Let's just dive into this. The first part of this is just the game. And we'll talk... I, I talked to Grant Williams about his five minutes, which were the most eventful five minutes of his career in some ways. But here's how the game went. Uh, The Celtics came out actually slow. And in my notes, I was sitting there getting ready to be like, okay, here we go. Los Angeles opens up, alley-oop to JaVale. Then JaVale McGee blocks a shot. And then it's a four-point play. And then another JaVale McGee block. And then they get uh, a a dunk from Anthony Davis. And then Anthony Davis dunks, uh, uh, blocks a a Jalen Brown dunk attempt. And it's like, oh my God. Boom, boom, boom. Lakers side is going to crush the Celtics. And it was almost like a, here we go again. And the Celtics, though, this time, responded. And so this... You had like segments of the game where different players stepped up and it was very reminiscent of what the Celtics were doing earlier in the year. One guy kind of steps up, then the other guys kind of feel their way through. And in the first quarter, it was Gordon Hayward, who didn't finish with a a huge uh, number, 16 points, five assists, six rebounds, a very nice game for him, but like nothing monstrous. Six of 12 shooting though, two of three from three. But that first quarter, he was just super important. Like he scored eight of those 16 in the first quarter. If it wasn't for Gordon Hayward, who knows how that first quarter goes? Uh, Brad Stevens said after the game that Gordon really settled the team down, and, and he totally did. And he gave other players a chance to kind of come in and start to do their thing. And then now Jalen, Kemba, Marcus each have five points, Ennis Cantor has six, and the first quarter starts to round into shape. And and the Celtics can, instead of what they usually do, 
uh, or have been doing recently anyway, falling apart and letting the misses kind of determine their defensive effort. They hit some shots. And I don't want to say the defensive effort was awesome because they still gave up 30 points in the first quarter. But they did enough with their scoring to kind of get that confidence going and then get into the second quarter, where the second quarter belonged to Jason Tatum and Ennis Cantor. The, the second quarter is where this game kind of broke open. Celtics go into the second quarter with a three-point lead. They come out of it with a 14-point lead. And that second quarter was a stretch of Jason Tatum scoring, and he was 3 of 3 from 3 and had 13 points. But Ennis Cantor, 12 points, 4 offensive rebounds, uh, just huge plays from him. He did get away with one offensive um, goaltending. It was the most obvious offensive goaltending. But, hey, I mean, if he's going to get away with it, he's going to get away with it. Um, But they – so he and Tatum combined for 25 points of the 36 that the Celtics scored in that quarter. Kemba was the – kind of steady force throughout this game. You know, he had six points in that second quarter. Uh, like I said, he had, what, five in the first quarter. In the third quarter, he came in and had nine. And then they didn't need him to score in the fourth. In the uh, third quarter, that was highlighted by the Jalen Brown dunk, which was just awesome. uh Two of three shooting in there. That was one of the two baskets that he made. Four points. Tatum again had nine. Like I said, Kemba had nine. Uh, but that dunk by Jalen Brown was huge. The Celtics were kind of going back and forth a little bit in that third quarter. The They had, uh, at that point, it was a 16-point lead. So they were four minutes into the quarter or so. And not really pulling away. The Lakers were sort of hanging around, which was dangerous. Um, you know, with LeBron and Anthony Davis, you just you, you know that there's a run coming if you keep them that close. And Anthony Davis was on a minutes restriction, so gotta gotta keep that into account that this was you know, they, they didn't have their full complement of guys. That Anthony Davis wasn't himself and on a minutes restriction that's you know that this isn't the same Lakers team that they're going to face when they go to LA if if they don't fa- uh, suffer any more injuries that game in LA will be very different obviously not just for being at home but guys will be healthier and it will be just a different dynamic but anyway the Celtics had this moment where uh it was kind of too close like There might have been a little bit of tension in that building a little bit, uh, but then Jalen gets the ball on the left wing, rips through, gets by Danny Green, gets to the restricted area, jumps up, LeBron comes over and jumps, just doesn't doesn't get enough power behind it. Jalen Brown is up, the momentum's going towards the rim, he reaches out with the two hands, and finishes the play, and it was just madness. He got a weak technical. I thought that tech was weak, 
but whatever. It's probably something that they call more often than not, which is, it's, it's always going to be a weak technical to me, but again, whatever, that doesn't matter. That moment triggered a, a run. I think it was an 18 to five run or something like that, where, where the Celtics all of a sudden went from in control, but tenuous grasp on that control to this is basically a full fourth quarter of garbage time. Um, wasn't really, but in in the Celtics, <laughs> the fourth quarter, Brad, there was a lot of discussion uh, on media row there about why Brad had Kemba in the game so late and Jalen in the game so late. And it wasn't until about five minutes to go before the full white flag was waved on both sides. But look, you, crazier things have happened and those guys can get hot. Danny Green, if LeBron's in there, and AD's in there, you just don't want to take a chance. But whatever, that dunk by Jalen Brown triggered the whole thing. And, and that's where the whole thing fell apart for the Lakers and when things started to kind of really just run away for, for the Boston Celtics. So um, each everybody kind of had their their time to shine. And just like we talked about, in that podcast, the yesterday's podcast with Chuck, you get back to what worked. And what worked for these guys was just feeling the game out and seeing kind of like whose turn it was. And Tatum had a fantastic game, finished with 27 points, five rebounds, three assists. Jalen and Kemba each had 20. Gordon Hayward chipped in with 16. Like I said, clutch, clutch early play. Uh, Ennis Cantor, 18 points and 11 rebounds. So you you got that full complement of performances from these guys. So it was um, a nice kind of return to what worked in the past. That all said, I'm not going to overreact to this. I'm going to channel Brad Stevens after the game where he said, just like we didn't overreact to the Phoenix loss, we're not going to overreact to this win. And he's completely right. I'm not going to overreact to this win. I'm not taking a victory lap yet. Yet. But it's a nice reminder that when they're fully healthy, they've first opportunity they've had in a long time to have everybody together. And uh, they they can put, put forth performances like this. When the shots start to fall, then they can put the whole thing together. The next step is... When the shots aren't falling, can they get through things with their defense? Uh, the Celtics still, it, this doesn't answer every question that they've had, it, It's, but it's a good start. They came out uh, after an initial punch to the mouth. They responded. They played defense. They got out in transition. They hit their shots. They weren't forcing things. Marcus Smart, who hit. 11 of 22 from three didn't come out guns blazing. He was one of five from three, which was acceptable. Uh, he kind of had just a decent game, like a nondescript. He didn't try to do too much, which is important. Uh, Brad Stevens shortened the rotation and, and basically played eight guys for the most part for the parts of the game that mattered. And so a nice response. Now they've got, another game to kind of figure out uh, what can, can they now add to this? Can they, can they 
keep this going and make this the trend. So Memphis is not going to be an easy game. And that leads into a road trip. Orlando's not going to be easy. The Pelicans aren't going to be easy because they'll have Zion back by then. Miami's not going to be easy. They, they're right there with the Celtics. So four games coming up that are not going to be easy. And if the Celtics can go out and play like they did in this one, then they, they should give themselves a chance to win in all of them. Back with more Locked On Celtics right after the break. But first, you know me. Uh, I talk about mental health a lot. I think mental fitness is important. And there is a new app called Calm that is part of a, a good regimen to get your mental fitness, to keep you mentally fit. It's the number one app for sleep and meditation. It's teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. And this is important. Sleep and meditation are important elements to kind of help you through this process. Sleep especially. Uh, LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body. And Calm can help you train your brain so you can sleep better, have less stress, so you can perform your best. For LeBron, sleep is an important part of his mental fitness routine. It should be part of yours too. Sleep is like the first thing that we sacrifice. It's the worst thing that we can sacrifice. LeBron says getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things that I can do for my body and mind. So you head to calm.com, that's C-A-L-M, calm.com slash Locked on NBA, and you can get 40% off a Calm premium membership. With Calm, you have access to nature scenes that LeBron loves, like rain on leaves, and so much more like sleep stories and meditation. So for a limited time, my listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on NBA. You can unlock content content to help you focus ease stress and sleep better get started at calm.com slash locked on nba that's calm.com slash locked on nba nfl teams making bold final moves before the start of the season from our local experts to your ears these are the biggest stories on the locked on podcast network The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen, 
the Locked On NBA Podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet, wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Boston Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I talked to Grant Williams after the game because he had the um, the five of the most eventful minutes of his career in this game. Uh, I was going to talk to him before garbage time because I saw him come in at the end of the second quarter. He had 30-some-odd seconds of play, and he, in that 30 seconds, got switched onto LeBron James. And I thought, geez, this kid who... The Celtics couldn't really play him, didn't feel like they could play him early on because of, I think, because of the the Lakers' size. And he just, and, and I agree, like, who, who are you going to play him against? Was he going to guard Dwight Howard? I, I, I mean, I'm not a Dwight Howard guy, but I, I don't think that Grant uh, covering Dwight was going to be a great idea. And the, so Brad Stevens kind of decided not to go to him. But in an end-of-half situation, thinking like some versatility to switch, it made, it made more sense in that, in that moment. And so he switches on to LeBron, and he was telling me after the game, you know, like, hey, I'm 21 years old. I grew up watching this guy. And yeah, you sit at the scorer's table, and you're like, oh, shit, I'm covering LeBron. And that's... That's a hell of a moment for a young kid. And they got the miss. He he I'm not saying he forced the miss, but LeBron missed. So it worked out. And he uh so he had that experience and he was just like he was telling me and I wrote about this on on masslive.com. So if you go to masslive.com/celtics, you can see it. But he basically was like, "Please don't let me be like Yusuf Nurkic and get dunked on." And so he managed to avoid that. But then the he came in in garbage time and he got the ball in front of the Lakers bench and DeMarcus Cousins said something. These, I don't know what he said. Grant wouldn't tell me what he said. But he said something and Grant hit the three and literally gave a thumbs up. Just smiled and gave him a thumbs up and that earned him a technical foul. And... Grant was like beside himself. I mean, laughing, joking, but for real, it's like twenty five hundred bucks, and he's joking. He's like, "I'm a rookie, man. I can't afford that. That's that's a lot of money, twenty five hundred bucks." Uh, so that for a guy like Draymond Green, like, can you imagine how much money he doles out? I mean, that's that's a lot of money twenty five twenty five hundred bucks a pop. Uh, there's a way to get him rescinded which he didn't know about and I wasn't sure about but apparently apparently like the players association can just say hey we're going to we want this uh looked at I, I don't know if that's if that's going to be rescinded he did make a gesture even though it was a thumbs up and a smile like that gesture was I don't know enough across the line I don't know the best part the absolute best part I was totally unexpected was when 
he's he's talking about the tech and he goes, oh, and it came from Tony Brothers, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, he's he's just like, yeah, Tony Brothers, Scott Foster, you hear about these guys. And so his father was friends with a ref, Eddie Rush, Eddie F. Rush, for people who are old enough to remember. I remember Eddie Rush. I remember Tommy Heinsohn yelling about Eddie Rush all the time. But Grant says he's heard all kinds of stories, and he <laughs> he he thought that getting a tech from Tony Brothers was pretty cool, which I think is pretty cool. I thought it was a lot of fun to to see Grant out there have that oh shit moment about covering LeBron, which I would have been happy to talk to him just about that oh shit moment because you're you're a rookie, you're 21 years old, and all of a sudden you're staring LeBron in the face and he's dribbling between his legs trying to figure out how he wants to toast you. And I'm sure in that like Instant in that moment, you're just like, okay, focus. You're focusing on his like torso, and you just you just want to play as good defense as you possibly can play. But I'm sure afterwards, he's like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, I just guarded LeBron James. Like, I don't know. I, I would be. It's hard not to have that moment. Even though you're an NBA player now, like you can't not have that moment. It was sitting there like, I'm sure as I record this at 2.30 in the morning, if Grant Williams is awake in his apartment somewhere around Boston, he's not sitting there thinking like, I, can't, I guarded LeBron James tonight. Like That's got to be a thing. That's got to be pretty cool. Um, I, know, I know everybody here, not everybody, but most people – or Celtics fans, you hate LeBron James, but you know, you can't argue that he's not one of the best, if not the best, to ever do it. So it's still gonna be pretty cool. In that moment, Celtics Lakers to have that moment is pretty cool. The the technical foul stuff was gravy. We're gonna wrap up the show after the break. Stick around for more locked on Celtics. Follow us on our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Lockdown Celtics on Instagram. Just some final thoughts here on the game and a couple of other thoughts that I'll share uh, at the end. But uh, one thing that stood out to me is this battle of size versus speed. And the speed kind of won in this game. Uh, I, Kemba Walker was effective and I've talked about this a number of times. I've talked about it in relation to the Philadelphia 76ers where they have size, the Celtics have speed, and they can stack up all of their size, and that's going to be hard to guard. The Celtics have the speed, and they can stack all of that up, and that's going to be hard to guard. And the Celtics showed at their best that they can be hard to guard with their speed. They can take bigs and pull them out of position and make it very difficult for them to be effective on the defensive end. So just something to keep in mind. I'm not saying that this is the perfect uh, 
example of it. I'm not saying that this is something that's going to carry on, but when and the teams are different. The Sixers and this in the Lakers they're different. The type of bigs that the Lakers have aren't the type of bigs that the Sixers have. Embiid is a different type of player than than the Lakers bigs. But the size versus speed thing is interesting. And I thought that dynamic was was kind of uh, worth noting. The Lakers went zone uh, a, a bunch of times trying to take advantage of that, that length. thought the Celtics did a good job handling that zone. Uh, not necessarily just doing a lot of the zone-busting things, but they, their shooting kind of made that zone tough to um, tough to sustain. And so if you can shoot over the zone, and th- then that'll make them pay. If you can't shoot over the zone, then you got to attack the gaps. But uh, I thought they did a, a fine job against the zone, and it's important because the Celtics haven't always done a fine job against zones. Uh, I thought Tatum, some of Tatum's scoring was spurred by an aggressiveness, and I thought the floater at the end of the first quarter was important because he only had a few seconds to beat the shot clock, and he had to be decisive and aggressive, and I thought that was uh, a nice kind of example of how he should play. I thought Tatum did uh, a lot of things, kind of like big boy moves, like really like more polished, more um, confident, more thought out. Like he was playing real good kind of star level basketball for, for some of those moments. So um, I thought, I thought that was really good. And, and, you know, you put it on film and you show it to him. You say, Hey, look, look at what you did when you were this aggressive, when you did this, when this was your mentality. So it's important. It's important to have these things because you go into the film room and they show it to you and they say, okay, this was good. Reinforce that. So overall, good performance for the Celtics. Again, not going to overreact. We'll see what they do against the Memphis Grizzlies. It could easily all go away because the Grizzlies have speed and plenty of it. And John Morant is a special talent. Okay, a couple of other thoughts. One sort of tangentially basketball related here, but there's a video circulating about Delonte West. He's a former Celtic, former NBA player who's clearly not doing well. And I'm I'm not going to dive too deep into all of it. I know that he suffers from bipolar disorder. I know that he's had trouble um, throughout his life, throughout his basketball career Things haven't gone the way he wanted them to, and and part of it, uh, I think, that the medication or whatever he's taking or not taking, teams, I don't know what they've done, but whatever it is, he's he's in a bad spot. First of all, obviously, I'm hoping that somebody sees this video, former players, former teammates, the Players Association that somebody can find a way to get this guy the help that he needs. Secondly, it's a very good example for uh, things that I talk about on a regular basis, mental health, where it's just important to keep track of the people who need an extra 
boost, an extra whatever, uh, a little extra attention. And I, I don't know what specifically Delonte's situation is, what his, his support system is, but it's super important to have a good support system for people who need it. Um, and so if you are able to provide something like that, just a hello, uh, occasional, how you doing? If somebody's willing to reach out to you and share something personal to, to listen and to try and work with that person to maybe get, uh, find an answer, whatever you need to do, I, I would just hope that this is a reminder that as we hope that Delante gets better, that there there are millions of Delantes out there that didn't play in the NBA that are in similar situations and need just as much help. And so maybe you know one, maybe you are one, and if if you need help, ask. If you if you can offer help, please do. And I'll just say I've had people hop into my DMs and and ask me questions and have said, "Hey, I need help with something." And you know what? I'm happy to do it. If that if that's the case, then sure, then ask me. I'm perfectly happy to I'm here. I'm here. We're we're in this together. So, if anybody can offer that, do it. If you need the help, feel free to ask because it's the only way. Unfortunately, you don't want to get down to the point where Delonte, like that, to say, oh my God, this person needs help. And uh, I can't see somebody limping and say, oh, what's wrong with your foot? There's no limping. There's no, like, you have to really be in tune to somebody to see the symptoms and they're not always obvious. So it's hard. So it it's, mental health is just especially difficult because it relies on the person suffering to sometimes be the one that asks for the help. And that's tough. So just another opportunity here to say help is there if you want it, if you need it. Just the strength is what you need to just say, hey, help. So that's that on on all of that. And finally, on this Martin Luther King Day, I want to kind of extend the message of helping people in need because, you know, I, I'm not going to get preachy here. I just want us all to kind of get through this together. We get together for these Celtics games. You're listening. I don't know what your background is. I don't know if you're male or female, black or white, uh, Republican or Democrat. I don't know. And I don't care. And we don't care. For two and a half hours, we don't care. We're all on Twitter. We're all on social media. We're all, all we're invested in is the Celtics beating the Lakers. That's awesome. And then for some reason after that, we split off into our tribes and go back to too much hate. And I love basketball because it showed me that if you're good, you're good. 
And when I walked onto that court in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, back when I was 18 years old, and I said, I got next. It didn't matter who I was, what I looked like, whatever. All that mattered was I got next. And if I won, I stayed on that court. And if I won with whomever it was with me, then the other four guys and me, we stayed on the court. And that's it. And at the end, every time we won, it was high fives, it was hugs, and it was trash talk. It was fun. You made friends. You got to know people from different backgrounds. And basketball showed me, like, you know, we're all we're all the same. This we're all we're all in it together. And so I don't know what your politics are or your background is or any of that. But I will say that when you boil it down, we all kind of want the same thing. And if you just cut through the bullshit and open your eyes and we'll see that if we all just kind of listen to each other, we can take care of each other and make this world a better place. So every once in a while, I get serious at the end of these podcasts. This was an opportunity to do so. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Boston Celtics. This is a Boston Celtics podcast, and obviously I'm going to be talking exclusively about the Boston Celtics as we move forward. But like I said, every once in a while I take these opportunities. So please go ahead and subscribe. The next podcast will be uh, t- tomorrow or Monday through Friday. We'll see if I can get a good guest for us to kind of reevaluate where the Celtics are. So give, give this uh, podcast a subscription. And if you do subscribe, go ahead and give that five-star rating and a good written review. We've got over a 1,000 ratings, and we're a five-star podcast right now. Could use more uh, because, you know, these rankings, they're important. So go ahead and do that and share the podcast. Tell everybody to listen to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.